like I'm on the Heisman watch That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got Skill, four times the talent around me Desmond Howard playing for Howard Just tell me how can I be stopped This Allen Ivy at an Ivy college They can't check me, I don't practice my class too hard Nigga, me, my swag is grown Okay, okay, what's going on ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Eric Lyons Welcome to episode 41 of Electrified, man. It's Friday. I'm feeling good. You know, the weekend is here. You know, your boy, I ain't been to work. I ain't been to work since Tuesday, so I've been chilling. You feel me? I go back tomorrow. I work this weekend. But, hey, it's Friday for all my working folk, all my people that have been working all week. It's Friday. Happy Friday to you. You know, I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. You know, be safe tonight if you go on out. Be safe this weekend. You know, enjoy yourself. You dig? But um, listen, man, we got some things to talk about today, all right? We got the NBA draft last night, uh, some NBA drama with CP3. I want to talk about, uh, oh, we got a rap, <laughs> some rap beef going on with Dame Lillard and uh, Marvin Bagley. Listen, man, Dame Dollar versus MB3. Uh, hey, it's been spicy out here. Um, and then... You know, hold on now. Oh, I want, oh yes. Also, I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. But we, yeah, I'm going to get this started with a rant. Okay, I want to start off with a rant, and you know, just bear with me. I feel like my boxing rants don't get enough appreciation because they're usually at the middle or towards the end of the show. So I'm going to start this off with that. So, uh, you know, man, let's get ready, man. Let's get right to it. Yes, indeed. Okay, I know we have. You know, business to get to. We got the draft, you know, a couple of more NBA stories, some headlines to discuss. But it's Friday and I want to start the show off with a rant because I feel like sometimes my rants, my some of my best rants are always towards the middle end of the show. So I want to start this off with a rant and I want to start this off with a Canelo and Triple G breakdown. OK, you know, I feel like I haven't spent. A lot of time on this. I think the last time I spent some real serious time on this was back in September when I did the uh, show just about the second fight in those two. So I feel like, you know, I have I've gained a new audience since then. And I feel like you guys need to hear my boxing expertise and my opinions on these two fighters. Okay, everybody knows I'm a Canelo guy. Everybody knows that. But I'm not here to be biased. I'm here to talk. Strictly about these two and their fights and their potential third fight. All right, this started uh, the other day. I watched the first, I watched, the t- I watched both fights. You know, I watched both fights. I watched the first one, I watched the second one. In, in completion, this is probably about the third time I watched the second fight. Probably about the fourth time I watched the first fight. So, in the first fight, okay. I can understand why some people feel like it wasn't, you know, it could have went either way. But it was a draw. You know, the early rounds, yes, Triple G was, Triple G took some of the early rounds. But the middle rounds, Canelo was back. And then the end, it could have went either way. All right. That fight was a draw. I'm tired of talking about that fight. It's old, it's a draw. It is what it is. We've had the rematch. All right. We've had the rematch. It is, it is what it is. And you know, there are politics in boxing. Y'all know this. 
And when you got a money fight like this, of course people are going to want to see it again. And when I say people, I mean promoters, um, the fighters, it's more money. So a close fight like that, it can be expected to be a draw. It is to be expected, to be honest. Then we have the second fight. Much different fight. Much different fight. Different in a lot of ways. Different because Canelo was the aggressor. In this fight. And in, in the second fight, Canelo, Canelo was the aggressor. He had Triple G backing up a lot. Through most of the exchanges in the middle of the ring, Canelo was, you know, he came out on top most of the, you know, Canelo's countering was was crisp. His defense was smooth. Um, the uppercuts were landing swiftly. And there were a lot, you know, Triple G was tired a lot in the fight. Especially even early. Early. Now, Canelo was breathing hard towards the end of the fight, but Triple G was breathing hard early. And I was watching it, and I was just thinking, if Canelo was to go to the body and then chop the top, that fight's over before the 12th round. That fight doesn't go 12. Now, granted, if they do go again, Triple G did look more conditioned in his last fight. You know, he has a new team. But he didn't go into deep waters in his last fight. And that age will catch up with you. I don't care who you are. That age will catch up with you. Triple G's 37 years old. Canelo's about to turn... Hold on. How was Canelo a young boy? Canelo turned his birthday in July. And Canelo about to turn 29 in July. Right? So, you know... It's just like, man... I don't get it. You know, I, I didn't see what you guys saw. I didn't see what, you know... Triple G fans saw or Canelo haters saw. Triple G didn't win that fight. Canelo won that fight. Canelo won that fight. Alright? He did. Whether you like it or not. He did. Canelo won that fight, man. And this is why I call Canelo the Mexican Floyd. He's the money man now. He's the gold, literally the golden boy, a golden boy. He's got the disowned deal. And he's the most hated boxer in the sport right now. It, uh, I, I, it, like everybody, Canelo is the most hated boxer in the sport. Whether it's they don't like him because he's a pretty boy, they don't like him because a Triple G situation, they don't like him because of the drug thing. It, people just want to see Canelo lose at this point. That's all it is. People want to see Canelo lose. Now, as far as the, a third fight goes, I have, you know. I, I, I have read something yesterday. It was a tweet from a, a boxing insider about how Canelo feels about uh, a third fight, right? And I thought it was interesting because everything he said, I felt kind of the same way. Oh, hold on, let me put it up real quick. Uh, let me pull it up. Hold on. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, I gotta go back to my tweets because I quoted it and said facts. Because that's what it was. It was facts. Uh blah, blah, blah. okay, here we go. This comes from um, Lance Pugmire of Pug Boxing. One thing I heard yesterday, quote, the zone wants to fight, Gennady wants to fight, Oscar wants to fight, Eric wants to fight. I think Canelo dislikes Golovkin so much, he doesn't want him to make more money, make money off his back. That fight is far from done. Listen, I said this before. Triple G needs Canelo. 
Canelo doesn't need Triple G. That's just facts. Canelo's 37 years old. I mean, excuse me. Triple G is 37 years old. Triple G needs another big payday because he's coming towards the end. Triple G is never really... Triple G's big paydays have come from Canelo. That's the truth. So he's looking for another big payday. He is. I, I really don't think Triple G can beat Canelo. I don't see it. You know, everybody always talks about how good Triple G is. This is this is a funny thing to me. This is funny. Uh, here we go. When Triple G got in the ring with Steve Rose, you know what they said about Steve Rose? They said, well, he's never fought anybody at the level of competition at Triple G. Just because he's undefeated doesn't mean anything. They said it about a lot of fighters when they fight big fighters. Okay. What about Triple G fighting at the level of competition of Canelo? Of Canelo? Look at, like, like, no, seriously. Look at Triple G's resume. Take a look at Triple G. Who the hell has Triple G really fought? His own, the only names on Triple, the only real names on Triple G resume, on his resume, and the only mutual one is Daniel Jacobs. And honestly, if you want to talk about a, a fight that could have went either way, Daniel Jacobs could have beat he, hmm, huh, hmm, huh, huh. Go watch that and tell me who won that fight. That could have went even. That could have been a draw. But I'm not even gonna take it that far. L listen to this: Cal Brook in 2016, Daniel Jacobs two years ago. That one twelve. Like, look at this, David Lemieux. Uh, sir, sir, sir. Other than that, nobodies. A bunch of bums. Now let's go look at Canelo's re Canelo's resume. Where that boy at? Fifty-two. Fifty. First of all, fifty-two KO. I mean, fifty-two wins, one loss, and y'all already know who that was to the goat, Floyd Money Mayweather. That's his only loss. That's his only loss. If your only loss is to arguably the greatest boxer of all time, damn sure the greatest boxer of this generation, there's no comp there's that shouldn't be a conversation on your status in this game. You know, we talk about the I talk about the pound for pound a lot. I give a lot of respect to Lomachenko. I do. I, I have said Lomachenko's P for uh pound for pound, best in the world. But you know, that's because I, you know, I feel like we all get caught in the moment, caught in the moment, and we all become people of the moment. Is Vasily the hottest thing right now? Of course. I love Lomachenko. I love his work. Can't wait to see him get back in the ring. I think he's get back in the ring in August. But the pound for pound best in the world has to be Canelo Alvarez. Look at his resume. Look at his resume. Names like Austin Trout, Floyd Mayweather. Miguel Cotto, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., Liam Smith, Triple G, Amir Khan, uh, Lara, um, who else he fought? Shane, Sugar Shane Mosley, Josecito Lo Listen, listen. And these are some of his, look, okay, so, you, you know, he's been pro for a while. He's been pro for a while. He's been pro since 09. You know, and... He fought triple. He fought. I mean, excuse me. He fought Floyd. You know, he fought Floyd as a youngin. He fought Floyd as a youngin. 
2013, he fought Floyd. And, damn, I'm getting old. That was six years ago? That was six years ago? No way. I was a freshman in high school when that fight happened. That's crazy. I remember that fight, too. That's, that's when I uh, first, that's when I became a fan of Canelo. I liked Canelo after that fight. Before that fight, actually, I was a fan. But, you know, so, if you look at, if you compare their resumes, and, you know, we've seen them twice in the ring already. We know who needs this fight more. Canelo doesn't need this fight. He doesn't. He doesn't. There's more competition out there for Canelo. There's more belts to get. At this point, Triple G doesn't have a belt. What does Triple G have other than his name? He doesn't have a belt. He doesn't. You know, and, and, and people say, I, I forgot to read, I wanted to uh, read to, uh, the, the replies to this tweet because people are, people are just dumb. Too highly, this is, this is a, a verified account. Who is this? Sergio Moore. Oh, he's from zone. Two highly competitive, controversial fights. Business was left unfinished. Triple G, Canelo, three needs to happen. What what business was left unfinished? Y- y'all are acting like both of them won a fight. It's not 1-1. One, one. It's Canelo 1, Triple G 0. Why do we need to see this fight again? What is the purpose? I, I, I really don't. This fight is for casual fans. This fight is for casual fans and money. This fight ain't for me. This fight ain't for hardcore boxing fans. No, no hardcore boxing fan really wants to see this fight again. It's not an exciting fight. Styles make fights, right? But if Triple G gets in there gun shy like he was in, in uh, 2018 last year and, and Canelo outboxes him again, what's the point? And honestly, I would love to see Canelo wash this old man, knock him out, and get him out of here. Because Steve Rose caught him with something that snapped his head back. And as I was watching the second fight, I noticed that Canelo was catching him with a lot of uppercuts. If Canelo just go to the body and chop the top, Triple G will go see his Lord and Savior. Alright? I'm tired of it. And I don't understand why y'all think Triple G is such a good fighter. He's not that good. All he, he has fought is guys who are not as good as Canelo Alvarez. He's fought in fighters who have stood in front of him and allowed them, allowed him to walk them down and hurt him. Does Triple G have power? Yes! Triple G has power. He does have power. He does. But do you see who the, who the power affects? Not Canelo Alvarez. Didn't he, he, he didn't really hurt Canelo in either fight. I didn't see Canelo get stunned. I didn't see Canelo... Uh, looking at the clock, trying to get to a stool. Nowhere was he hurt. You talk about level of competition. Triple G, Triple G only fought somebody like Canelo twice. And that's because he fought Canelo twice. Other than that, other than Danny Jacobs, as far as the middleweight goes, as other than Danny Jacobs, Triple G ain't fought nobody. And then you want to talk about, and that's another thing as far as the pound for pound thing goes for Canelo. Canelo's done this in different weight classes already. He's done this at different weight classes. Weight, welterweight, middleweight, right? Super middleweight. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop, man. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on his name, please. Um, but you know, I don't know, man. I I just think that <sighs> this fight doesn't need to happen. But if it does, it does. 
And if it does, I hope Canelo washes him. I would love to see a knockout. Because I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of casual boxing fans who don't know what they're talking about, who make Triple G to be out to be some god. He's not that good. All right? Triple G is not that good. Triple G is a, a tall tale, a myth, a story. That's it. Canelo is the real deal. That's how I feel about it. And, you know, I'm not saying this because I'm a Canelo fan. I'm just speaking facts. That's it. I wouldn't lie to you. I would not lie to you. No, I would not. I would never do that. I'm just speaking facts. Compare the resumes. Go look at the tape. And you tell me who needs a third fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm sorry we had to start the show off like that, man. But I, got, I had to get that off my chest. All right. So um, what's next? What's next? Let's get into the NBA draft. All right. Let's get into the NBA draft. And let's talk about some NBA drama. How about that? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be completely honest with everybody. I'm going to be honest because I'm not here to lie. I'm not here to lie. Listen, I had no idea what was going on last night. The NBA draft is a little too much for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not like the NFL draft. See, the NFL draft, each team, you know, we get 10 minutes to pick. And within that 10 minutes, you can trade your pick away. And then that team will make a selection with the pick. It's not you trade the pick like in the middle. Bro, I was so confused when players was getting drafted. They put the hat on. Two minutes later, they on a different team. I am confusion. I'm confused. I didn't understand that. I, I just think that the NBA draft has no structure. And this is why I don't watch the NBA draft. I watched it last night because nothing else was on TV. And I have a podcast to do. And I have I need stuff to talk about. And you know that's a part of my job. But yeah, I didn't understand it. Didn't understand it. And, and you know, okay, Zion went first. Who, who, who didn't know that was happening? But I don't think I needed to keep seeing Zion throughout the night. Don't think I needed to keep seeing him backstage just walking around. Then they tried to reach and say he had on the same suit as LeBron. He didn't even look any. No, y'all reaching. Y'all reaching. Um, I saw him talking about. Uh, I'm going to stay on Zion for a little bit. I saw him talking about Michael Jordan, how good Michael Jordan was. Uh, my guy, Sports Talk Barry, told us that uh, Zion was negative two years old when Jordan won his last champ. Listen, the Jordan agenda has to stop. But we're going we're gonna to save that for another time. But, yeah, I, don't, I just didn't understand the draft, man. I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. But um, uh, congratulations to everybody who got picked. And, you know, wait, is the draft even over? Listen, I didn't even know it was the second round. I didn't know the first. I didn't know how long the first round was. I went into this thing blind, as you can see. But congratulations to everybody who got drafted. You know, you guys worked hard for this. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see guys like Kobe White, you know, excited for their teammates in Cam Johnson. You know, that was nice. Um, you know, it was it was some surprising things that happened in the draft. I thought that Bowl Bowl slipping all the way down to, what do you get, what, 40? 40-something. 40 uh, he picked them and sent them to Denver. I thought that was interesting. Um, I just thought that, 
You know, he would have won higher than that. You know, he, he, that's a big, tall guy. Somebody can use him. Now he's in Denver with the Joker and the rest of them Nuggets boys. So the Nuggets are coming, man. Don't sleep on the Nuggets. But, um, yeah, shout out to my Michigan boys, man. My boy Iggy B was taken in the second round by the Kings, but sent to the Knicks. But my guy Jordan Poole, man, the shooter, my Jack boy, got drafted by Golden State. I was so happy for my man. Listen, Jordan Poole, bonafide shooter, man. Bonafide shooter. So happy for him. So happy for him. Speaking of Michigan, go blue, man. The Michigan boys play today. College World Series. I'll be tuned in. Yes, indeed. Um, What else happened in the draft? Uh, The Heat took Tyler Hero. I thought that was interesting. Uh, A shooting guard. Somebody took... Somebody from Nebraska was drafted. That was Nebraska's first draft pick in 20 years. Wow. Um... Listen, all right. It is what it is. I, listen, I'm be honest with you. Y'all know that I'm a football guy. So last night wasn't really that big of a deal for me, you know, because as far as college basketball goes, I'm a Michigan guy, so I support Michigan through and through. I'm not really watching a lot of college basketball until March, around March. So I knew most of the guys last night. But I wasn't like, ooh, what's going to happen? I mean, and then it wasn't really no big trades made. Like, that's another thing. It was too much going on last night. Like, things, people were getting traded for picks, and I didn't know why, and I didn't know what pick. Like, uh, where did Aaron Baines end up? Phoenix, right? I think Aaron Baines from Boston, he ended up in Phoenix somehow. Yeah, last night was a mess. Last night was a mess. It was just too much going on at once. Woj was tweeting a lot. Shan was tweeting a lot. I couldn't keep up. I really couldn't. Um, what else? Who else? But yeah, speaking of mess, speaking of mess, that's that's where I wanted to go. Once again, congratulations to everybody in the draft. One more time, congratulations to everybody who was drafted. Speaking of mess, I, I would like to uh, talk about CP3. And the Rockets. That's that's we we really need to have a conversation about him. Hold up, hold up, man. Forget that. Hold on. We got more important stuff to talk about before we get to CP3. Can we hold on? Can we please get into this rap beef that's going on? Okay, and these are not real rappers that I'm talking about. These are part-time rappers, full-time ballers. We got Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard, and uh, Marvin Bagley are going back and forth in the booth. Okay. This is real. I'm not even joking right now. I, I this is crazy. I didn't know this was happening last night when the dra- when the tracks were dropped. I said, "Oh my gosh, it's really going down. It's going down like a tree that was shot down in the forest. It's going down like it's just going down like Young Jock. Like, um, I want to have a listen. I think we should all take a listen if you haven't heard them yet. So let's start off with Marvin." By Dame Lillard. All right, let's let's start off with that. Viewer discretion. Uh, wait, not viewer. Listener discretion is advised. I do not support any language used. Uh, Electrified does not support any language used in these next couple of minutes. But here we are. Let's get to it, man. Ring, ring the damn bell, man.
Oh no, not the, not the Duppy instrumental. Oh no, not the Duppy instrumental. Oh no. Oh, talk about it. Oh. Boy, a poet. Okay. Again. Uh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh man, Dame. Dame Dollar. Did y'all hear that? I don't know. I don't know. That was kind of tough. Over the Duffy beat. That was kind of tough. That was kind of tough. Let's see what Marvin had to say. Oh, let's see. Oh, he did. Hey, somebody done gassed him up. Let me go ahead and burp this little nigga. Oh. Uh, look, I've been in cold blood in the session. That's why I don't just put the ball in the basket. I'm from the zone, nigga. Who you been asking? Who you been asking? A couple weeks ago, you been in the casket. And now you trying to rise up. I see you faking the passion. I'm finna turn this thing out of the Trump change. I'm that main or that man or that mean. Whatever you want, nigga, I'm that clean. Oh. You got two souls, whatever that means. You should have did one. Them niggas was that. Oh no. Dom DeMarco, Dom DeMarco. Dom DeMarco. Talk about it. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. He didn't have to go there. He didn't have to go there. He did not have to go there. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, you hate to see it. Oh, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Bring it back. Right. Oh no, he flipped it. He flipped the ball. He not. Dame done, but I don't think he should be 
I don't think he should uh, get back in the booth and mess with MB3 again. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm going to say about that. Mm-mm-mm. Woo! That was spicy. That was spicy. That was like real spicy. That was Popeye's 12-piece spicy chicken, six biscuits, no drink spicy. Cajun, Cajun powder on the chicken spicy. Like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> hey, man. It's Friday. It's Freestyle Friday. Hey, don't make me get back in the booth. Start calling our other podcast hosts. That would be nuts. But no, I think I think Marvin won this one. I'm sorry, Dame. You ain't hit the game winner on this one. <laughs> Alright, back to business, man. Let's let's talk about CB3 and the Rockets. And then we can wrap this up. It's Friday. I'm sorry. I'm in a good mood today. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I lied. I, this isn't actually going to wrap us up. I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, and then we'll be done. Okay, I promise. I'm going to let y'all slide for the weekend. But after that, then yeah. But I'm not even going to spend too much time on this. I'm really not, because it's simple math, okay? Chris Paul is 34 years old. There are three years left on his contract. And he is owed $121 million. One more time for the people who didn't hear that. Chris Paul is 34 years old. There are three years left on his contract. And he is owed $121 million. Uh, what? Who was who trading for him? Somebody please tell me who's going to trade for him. You know, they're saying that allegedly whew, that CP3 and James Harden's relationship is irreparable and, and, and it's done and somebody has to go. And we already know who the somebody would be. It's the 34-year-old point guard who seems to go missing in the playoffs. You know, so... When you look at it, what teams? Who's going to take that? I have no clue. I have no idea. He might be stuck. They might be stuck with him. Because what GM in their right mind is going to trade? Who's going to trade? Who wants that contract with that player? Nobody in their right mind wants that. Nobody. Nobody. I just can't see it. That doesn't even that wouldn't even make sense for me to do on 2K. So why would a GM do it in real life? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Listen, this Rockets team, alright, look, this this should have been done. It should have been done. But y'all decided to pay him all this money. Now you're stuck with him. Now you're stuck with him. That's why, you know, these these NBA contracts are crazy, man. Just crazy. Crazy, and I don't know. Maybe the Knicks, Timberwolves, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then and you got to think, who has the money to keep paying with that man over the next three years if he finishes the contract out? Because like, still got to pay him, but he's thirty four, bro. He's not. Just turning 30. No, he's been in his 30s. He's 34. Basketball years? He's like 40. 
Yuck. Who's paying 121 mil for that? Not me. Not me. I wouldn't. No way. No freaking way. So, yeah, that's all I have on that. Simple math. Quick maths. Quick Chris Paul. One more time. Chris Paul is 34 years old. He has three years left on his contract. And he is owed $121 million. Quick maths. Quick maths. Okay, so Rodgers has a new club, new coach, right? Matt LaFleur. He's a young guy. He's a young guy. He's working with uh, Marcus Mariota, Matt Ryan. Okay, Matt Ryan is one of the vets in the league. You know, you can call it. They call Ryan elite. Ryan's MVP quarterback. He, he's been to a Super Bowl. Um, LaFleur was there that season. But, you know, he's never worked with a quarterback of the caliber of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a different breed. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is a different breed. And when you're Aaron Rodgers, you do things that other quarterbacks aren't able to do. And one of those things is checking and audibling at the line. That's that's one of the things that makes Rodgers special. His ability to look at defenses and call something at the line and switch it up and make a play. That's That's one of the things that separates himself from the other elite, from the Brady's, from the Mahomes, from the Breezes. You know what I mean? It, it, this is one of the things that Aaron Rodgers does. And you get a new coach, brand new offense. You know, when you're in the offense, when, you, when you've been playing in damn near the same offense for um, 10, 10, 11 years, you know, you get to know it very well. And you get to know how defenses will begin to play your offense. So it's easier for you to check at the line. You know what I mean? But here we have a new offense, new schemes, new coach. Rodgers is still Rodgers. Nothing changes with Aaron Rodgers. Everything around him is about to change. And it's like, you know, and listen here, LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is 39 years old. This is his first NFL coaching job, head coaching job. And he has to understand, this isn't Marcus Mariota, and this isn't Matt Ryan. You're not about to change the way he plays the game because that's because of your offense. That's that just can't happen. You can't. You can't do that. Rogers is going to do his thing. He's going to Rogers is going to do what Rogers is going to do. That's what makes him special. And he's not a system quarterback. This isn't New England, baby. This is Green Bay. This is Wild Wild Wisconsin. And um, 12 is going to do him. So, you know, there's been conversations. There's been some things said already. And uh, Matt LaFleur said, uh, here we go, here we go. LaFleur said, oh, my goodness, where'd the quote go? Come on now. All right. Aaron and I have had some good talks, and we're going to have to talk a lot more. And one thing we have to work through is this audible thing. We've never really had a quarterback who has complete freedom to change plays at the line because that's not really the way the offense is set up. But, I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's had a lot of freedom to make those calls, and deservedly so. Now, how do we reconcile that and get to a place where we can put him in the best position to succeed? Now, the thing I've been hearing a lot lately is uh, this this quote-unquote happy medium. Look, what that song say? Meet me in the middle. I'll meet you halfway. 
you know, you know, you know, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. You gotta, you gotta find some common ground here. I say that because you don't want friction with your head, with your, uh, between your coach and your quarterback, especially when the guy just got hit. And especially after everything that was allegedly going on with 12 and MacArthur, we don't need another repeat of that. This is a fresh start for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Let's start off hot. Let's start, let's, you know, let's start off on a good note. So, you know, when you hear that, it, it, that audible stuff, what did he say? This audible thing. Look, it's not this audible thing. It's part of this man's game. It's part of his game. It's part of his game. You know, telling telling Rogers not to um, to check at the line. It's like telling LeBron you can't do chase down blocks anymore, or you can't dunk anymore. Taking away some a special part of the game from him. You know, it, it's just you can't do that, man. You can't do that. And and I hope that they find some common ground because okay, your offense might not work with the way Rodgers plays, but you have to make it work. Listen here, you're not building an offense around some guy, you know, some quarterback. This isn't like building something for Blake Bortles or Dak Prescott or, you know, this is Aaron freaking Rodgers here. So you got to make it better for him, more comfortable for him. You have to build your offense to him, not for, not, uh, him adjusting to you. You have to adjust to him. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. It's Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers, uh, his take on it was, uh, where we at, where we at, where we at? Okay. It's a conversation in progress. I don't think you want me to turn, want to ask me to turn off 11 years of recognizing defenses. We have a number of check, uh, we have a number of check with me's and line of scrimmage stuff. It's just the other stuff that really not many people in this league can do. That's not like a humble brag or anything. That's just a fact. There aren't many people that can can do at the line of scrimmage what I've done over the years. I mean, obviously, Tommy, as in Tom Brady, can do it, no doubt. Peyton, as in Peyton Manning, could do it. Drew, as in Drew Brees, can do it. And um, Mahomes will be able to do it. Ben has, has called the two minute for years. There are a few things, a few of us who've just done it. It's kind of second nature. And that's just the icing on the cake for what I can do on in this offense. And that's true. That's very true. But I'm glad he didn't mention Mahomes. So listen, Mahomes is next. Mahomes is going to be one of the greatest of our generation. I'm trying to tell you guys, man, Mahomes is going to be, Mahomes is already special. It's clear. But Mahomes is going to be around for a very, very long time. And I really hope, because Packers and Chiefs play each other this year. I hope we get that Super Bowl. I would love to get that Super Bowl this season. Super Bowl 50. I called it already. I said that. I said it with Chiefs and Packers and Super Bowl. I would love to see it. I would like to see it. But he made a lot of great points there. You hear the quarterbacks in name. Breeze, Roethlisberger, Manning, Brady, now Mahomes. Special quarterbacks that if you took away one of their main strengths, you know, you all you're doing is just hindering their success and crippling them. You know what I mean? So LaFleur has to not only learn how to not be a kryptonite to Superman, but, you know, to help him, man. Listen, 
it's not that hard. You know, you the media, and that's another thing. But the media is going to try to make this bigger than what it is. I feel like these two are grown men that can hashes out themselves. I feel like it's not that big of a problem. You know, the media has has you know always tried to amplify uh, Aaron Rodgers, his situations, whether it was whether it be with his family, his relationship, or in the locker room, you know, on the field as well. I feel like Aaron Rodgers, he's a polarizing figure, but I don't know. I don't know if people don't like Aaron or it's just how they try to perceive him. You know, they always try to make 12 the bad guy in every situation, especially after the Mike McCarthy thing went down. Um, that That's just nasty. That was nasty. But we discussed that back in April. Did we discuss? Not Was it April when the, uh, the article came out? Time is flying. Then that was uh, was around April when the McCarthy and Rogers thing was uh, going on. But listen, it's a new season for them, and I really think that Aaron Rodgers in this offense has nothing but they can't they can't do anything but go up from where they've been. You know, the, these past couple of seasons have been stagnant for them. Two missed playoffs, two two seasons missing the playoffs, stagnant offense. And I think that, you know, we guys like Devontae Adams, MVS, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, um, Jake Kumaro, Jimmy Graham. This offense has a lot of potential, and it can only go up from here. And it starts with 12. It always starts with 12. starts with 12, ends with 12. So you want that offense to be catered to him and, you know, uh, uh, allow him to do what he wants because he's not a young guy, all right? The window is closing for Green Bay, whether you like to hear it or not. And the window is closing for Aaron Rodgers because, yeah, does he still have time left? Absolutely. But does he have 10, 15 years? No, 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 no. Uh, we've seen his, uh, you want to call it his prime years, wasted. But, you know, he knows he's on the back nine, but he knows that he still has a lot left in him. But if we talking rings... We talking window closing for rings. The window is closing for rings, and this is one of this is probably the this is the season that the Packers want to do it in. This is the season right here, and I really think that Lafleur can bring a lot to this offense and bring a lot to twelve, and I think the twelve can reciprocate that, and the Packers can have a great season. But it's, it starts, you know, with with Lafleur and twelve, and it starts with giving Aaron Rodgers the freedom to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, as simple as that. All right, that's it, man. That's all I got for you guys today. I enjoyed this episode. It's been a good episode of Electrified, man. Keep Make sure you keep watching. I mean, excuse me, keep listening. And make sure you go ahead. Like, if you miss an episode or two, or you just want to go back, go back and watch, man. Go back and listen. God damn, I'm so excited to get back on YouTube. Listen, go back and listen, all right? Keep listening, man. Keep listening, reposting, sharing, retweeting the drops, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow Electrified Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, episode 50 is almost here and, and you know, I, I, I got some big things planned for episode 50, but big thing is coming back to YouTube soon. The studio is getting built. It's almost done. Uh, the visuals will be back soon. So I will still, of course, I'll be still doing the audio drop, but the visuals will be back soon. I promise the visuals are going to be fire. Okay. It's going to be visually pleasing and very, very, very entertaining. 
Uh, I'll start the promos for episode 50 as soon as as soon as I'm done with the studio because I want you guys to be involved with episode 50. Without you know you guys, none of this is possible. All right, there are no numbers. I don't get a thousand views. I don't you know I don't have any means or any motivations to build my own studio. So without you guys, none of this is possible. And I appreciate you guys. I love the support. I appreciate the feedback. So keep it up, man. Keep it up. All right. Uh, in the past six weeks, man, my numbers have went crazy, uh, went, went up, went nuts, uh, with doubling views, we're getting our ratings up, it, it's just great, man, and I really appreciate the love and support, just keep listening, man, and bear with your boy. Uh, that's all I got, man, so with that being said, I'm Eric Lyons, and once again, you have just been electrified.